You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. At the bottom of the hour, we're giving away a pair of tickets to the Chasing Summer Festival this Saturday and Sunday at the Max Bell Center Festival grounds. Um, Before the break, we told you about our man, uh, Paul Bashaw, 65-year-old retired truck driver, said he hit the triple crown in life, saw the Patriots win the Super Bowl, hit a hole-in-one, and now won the lottery, won a million dollars off a scratch ticket. What is your triple crown in life? 960-960, name and location. You, You make us laugh, you'll get the tickets. We'll do that at the bottom of this hour. But right now, he is the host of Sportsnet Central. We say good morning on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline to Mr. Tim McAuliffe. Timmy, how are you? Russick, Wild Rose Country. How are we? Yeah. Um, Got to ask you, um, my man Paul Bashoff won the uh, says the Triple Crown of Life. He's married. I don't know if he has any kids. Answers. You're going to yes. get a lot of X-rated answers on that Triple Crown, my friend. I, I hope so, because he's married. <laughs> I have no idea if he has kids. None of that was included in his triple crown of life. <laughs> no, yeah, like, yeah, there's a lot of empty there. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I immediately thought of what my answer would be, and then thought, I, I can't answer that on uh, on morning radio. I be oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that one one has to be kids, right? I guess. Nope, like, I don't yeah, I got kids. two kids, so you know, yeah, ding, ding, yeah, you're out too. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. Um. Isn't it funny really that Kyle Dubas? Yeah, um, we'll get to the Jays and stuff too. Um, but uh, Kyle Dubas, hey, look at that! He's a, he's the general manager of the Pittsburgh Penguins too. Now, isn't that funny? What yeah, happened to all his family time, Timmy? His family time. He has needs time for his family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we all kind of saw this one coming. Um, that he wasn't going to sit out and wait, and uh, I just like you know. I don't have a big problem with any of it. I do think that we're in a world now where people think they can just say whatever the hell they want and never really be held accountable. But I, I mean, I think that what happened in Toronto was really obvious. And I think that there was a little bit of a, a butting of heads in Toronto, about what to do next. I think um, some of it came down to what value people thought they had. And I think, they ended up going their separate ways. I think there was a little bit of a divorce. And if we hold everyone accountable for, for what they say, sure, it looks a little silly to, you know, um, a lot of Leaf fans uh, and a lot of observers of just the game of hockey. But also, like, come on, the guy's a young guy and, and he was working in one of the craziest markets in all of sports. And he said something that uh, we all kind of knew wasn't going to happen if he if he left. We knew he was going to be uh, going to be working again. Yeah, and working for Fenway is not a bad spot to be in either. Do you think this is going to be a little bit of a different rivalry feel between the Penguins and the Leafs this year? Can a GM or a president of hockey do that? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I listen. I think Leaf fans. <laughs> Need need somewhere to throw their ire. Sixty seven is a long time. Like yeah, you know it's it's a frustrated fan base, um, and they they oftentimes get like like many places in Canada get perturbed. Um, there's a lot of pent up energy because of 
the length of time. And I think Kyle Dubas is going to feel a lot of that pent up energy. Uh, I will also say this, um, just talking about the weight of expectation and aspiration uh, last night um, when talking about the Toronto Blue Jays and the Baltimore Orioles and kind of how, you know, one team was feeling free and the other team was feeling kind of the weight of all that expectations in this, in this four game series and all of the stuff that surrounds things like Kyle Dubas leaving and not giving the time for his family and talking the things over, you know, cause he needed some time and now is going to take on a dual role with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, some of that like may have to do with why no one is one in this country for a long time. And I don't know if it's really all that deep or I'm just drawing a line that isn't there, but I will say that like all these petty little things that, that we all chuckle about Mm. are kind of things that weigh on the professionals that deal with these things every day. So do you think he's going to get a tribute video when he returns to Toronto? <laughs> yes. Because everybody gets a tribute video these days. Just him cheering in the press box over and over? <laughs> yeah, or him getting mad in the press box yeah. over and over is what it really should be. Him chucking stuff in the press box over and over is what it should be. And like handshake lines. Do they put handshake lines in the tribute video? Oh, because boy. the Leafs always seem to win the handshake line. <laughs> um, it's it's tough for us in Southern Alberta, Timmy, to give uh, those guys in Northern Alberta some credit. But that Jeff Jackson hires a smart one by the Oilers, isn't it? Yeah, it seems like it, doesn't it? it? It you know the rest of the world has been trying to get Connor McDavid out of Northern Alberta, and the you know the the constant chatter from those in hockey yesterday was, well, I guess Connor's staying. And, you know, you see the quote on social media from Connor McDavid, and you look at the idea of, you know, his former agent now having a hand in negotiating his next contract. Listen, I don't know if Connor McDavid was ever leaving. I do think that the frustration of not winning is uh, is something real, and I mean winning, winning, like not just a wreck around, like Toronto seems to be happy with. But I mean, like getting to conference finals, getting to Stanley Cup finals, winning the actual bleeping cup, which a lot of Canada hasn't seen. I think that's what ultimately is what Connor McDavid wants at this point, and the Edmonton Oilers give him a good opportunity. And I thought, listen. You win and people are happy. But I thought that Jeff Jackson even won the press conference. Like, I thought that little analogy about how the Oilers of the 80s took a little while to get to that point and the Chicago Bulls took a little while to get to that point before they became the, the dynasty. Like, all very true, all had their nemesis. Um, and we don't have that patience anymore. And from what I have heard in talking to Connor McDavid, uh, there's there's only one goal here, and that's to win. And to be honest with you, I think they might be headed in the right direction. I think it's very proactive by them. Smart move with with his smart his, move, his extension looming, but also uh, the comfort factor between 
him and Ken Holland just sitting in those chairs and doing the press conference yesterday was was very relaxed and chill, which was kind of threw me off a little bit because I need a podium, Timmy, when I see stuff like that. <laughs> well, they're young, hip, and edgy. Those, those yeah. two, those two uh, kids, what, like sixty-year-old, yeah, that's two yeah. kids, <laughs> little whippersnappers, know. yeah. So comfortable with their microphones in their hands, <laughs> not needing any sort of dais and or podium. Uh, when I think uh, when I think Ken Holland and Jeff Jackson, I think uh, I think young hip and edgy. Oh, for sure. Um, obviously, the dry sidle thing is uh, looming for them too. Uh, dude has uh, what a year left on his deal or two years? Two left? two years left. Two. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, good luck. Listen, unless he unless he wants some sort of lifestyle change, he's also got it pretty good there. And and listen, yeah. the chatter that I've always heard is that the one thing that Drysaddle loves and, and part of the problem early on at Edmonton was that he absolutely adores playing with Connor McDavid. And why the hell wouldn't you, right? Exactly. Like and now he'll have his numbers and he'll have his his contract wherever the hell he goes, but he won't have the same numbers that he would have with Connor McDavid. And that's the best selling point for for Leon Drysaddle. But I do know uh, for a fact that you know, part of the problem early on was that Drysaddle really wanted to play on a line with McDavid, and they were having trouble separating them um, when it when the need be. And so, I, I listen. I think the biggest draw for Drysaddle is ninety seven. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's Tim McAuliffe, host on Sportsnet Central, joining us here on the Alice Pizza and Sports Broadcast Hotline Big Show. Russick and Rose, nine sixty. The fan. How much does that suck for Blue Jay fans that they were supposed to be the young, up and coming team in the American League oh. with Vladdy, with Bo, Kevin Biggio, Nate Pearson? Now there's no question it's the Baltimore Orioles, and that sucks, Timmy. It's not really a question; it's more of a statement. No, no, it's a legit statement. And to be honest with you, Georgie, like I didn't. Uh, <laughs> we have these things uh, going into highlights uh, early in the seasons. Uh, when we're doing highlights, um, they're called on cams where you set up what you're about to talk about. And early in the season, I did one of those. I did the, remember when the Blue Jays used to be the young and upcoming squad in the American League East that was going to upset the apple cart that was the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees? Is that now the Baltimore Orioles? And no one's going to remember that I did that. And in my head last night as I was preparing for the late night show, I was thinking I should be doing that again, but I can't repeat myself here because now it's like, if you didn't believe it before, there is absolutely no doubt after that weekend or that week um, that this is the young and upcoming team. And they were not rattled at all. They were playing free, like the Baltimore Gunner Henderson, right? I mean, I don't know what the hell Ryan Malcastle takes when he Stop gets to Stop pitching Toronto to him. Way. Why do they pitch to him? <laughs> Like, just he's stop. A career 250 hitter. <laughs> yeah. Change the scouting report. Like, yeah. the guy is a. He hits 920 against the Chase. <laughs> yeah. Changed his scouting report. Yeah. 920. Like, don't pitch to him. It's like it, it's like it's slow pitch for that guy when he plays the Blue Jays. Yeah. yeah it's like it, <laughs> he's playing lob ball against. So, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's not supposed to be Mount Castle. It's supposed to be. Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson. And listen, like, you line up those starters, and it's not supposed to be. Listen, there's a couple of, of, of things that I took from this. One of them is exactly what you said, Georgie, and that is 
the young and upcoming team is not the Toronto Blue Jays. It's the Baltimore Orioles. And two, that the Jays' deadline was supposed to be a right-handed bat. They did not get that right-handed bat. So pressure falls on a bunch of guys to hit. And since the deadline, they have eight hits in two games. Yeah, that's not going to be enough. Um, I guess no. kind of follow up to that then. like, Did they do enough at the deadline? They get Jordan Hicks in. Tom DeYoung comes no. in, but he feels like mostly a defensive replacement until Bo Bichette is ready to go. But that particular injury doesn't feel like it's something that you can predict very well. Does it feel like they did enough? No, I... I uh... I don't think they did enough. And, and listen, I, I think that there's an argument to be made that if the guys that aren't going the way they should be going, get going, um, this is a team that could do some real damage. I mean, let's be honest here, all joking aside, um, you know, batting average is top eight in the league. Batting average or scoring position is <laughs> So if they just add the batting average and scoring position and whether or not you believe in clutch, I, I happen to believe in clutch. I know that Nate Silver tried to make some argument that there was no clutch in baseball um, and that eventually you regress to the mean or get back to the mean. And I think there is some evening up in that statistic for the Toronto Blue Jays to come. But you look at this lineup and George Springer is struggling mightily. Uh, Alejandro Kirk was an all-star last year. He's not even close. I mean, he had a kid. I understand it. I have two at home. They disrupt things. I've got to drive to a baseball tournament early this morning uh, after working till around 2.30 a.m. That's what kids do to you, and I think Alejandro Kirk may be going through that. But he's, he's warmed up of late, and, you know, Matt Chapman's never really hit for average, but he's hit it out. Same with Dalton Varsho. You thought you were going to get 25 home runs from Dalton Varsho. You might get 25 bunts from Dalton Varsho because he can't hit the ball. There's, there's like a bunch of guys in this team that are underperforming. And if they get going, this team could be uh, something to reckon with. But I also think that, like, um, especially with Bo Bichette out, they're going to struggle. And the Boston Red Sox are only two games back right now heading into a series in Boston, and I don't know if you've seen the numbers so far this year, but the Jays are 0 for 7 uh, thus far this year against Boston. Like, there's some pressure right now on guys who haven't responded to the pressure, who haven't come through in the clutch. And I thought adding a bat might ease some of that pressure on those guys, and I think they really swung and missed when they didn't do it. Pitching's been great. Bullpen's been great. I think if you had to talk to a bunch of Jays fans before the start of the year, uh, they wouldn't have accepted that. They wouldn't have thought that that would be the case. Um, so you got to give some credit there for the guys that they have and the guys that they've added in those spots. But I think they're really swung and missed at the deadline by not adding a back. Well, I think they, again, what was the big talk in the offseason, Timmy? Run prevention. It's about, you know, defense yeah. and, and pitching and good for them. But Varsho and Kiermeyer, and you take out um, Guriel and Teo, that's, that's a lot of offense this team has lost. And Varsho's just been flat out bad. Like, it, that yes. was a bad deal. And if they could do it all over again. And, and if I hear one more time that he's, like, their third catcher, I'm going to scream. I don't care that he's their emergency catcher. In case Kirk or Jansen goes down, we got Varsho. It's like, great. Too bad he can't hit. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if that said more than how great a base runner he is. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't get on base. I am. 
It's a problem. And I am a yeah. I am a little guy's thing. Like I love the little things in baseball. I'm going to go watch U13 baseball in a flash here, and the little things make me smile. I, I, if I saw Dalton Varsho running the bases or or backing up a play that he's not supposed to back up in U13 baseball, I would smile. Uh, at the pro level, you're just supposed to do it. You got to hit too. Uh, he has not hit, and that has been. Uh, I mean, you traded Moreno and Guriel to get that in the lineup. And uh, a week ago or two weeks ago, my guy had first and third with one out, and he tried to bunt twice. <laughs> or what? Or right? like, or what? Huh. Okay, but but that, even that even, tells you a lot about the mindset of where he's at, right? Like he can't even yeah. hit a. He's not even comfortable hitting a sack fly. Yeah, but but even at the same time, they they gave up all this assets for this guy that left-handed bat they need. They pinch hit for him. They put Espinal in for him. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, like, thought, I honestly thought George when I when I saw him squared a bunt with with <laughs> two runners on and one out, I was just like, you, you're you're in a spot where you have absolutely no confidence in your game. Like I, that is. Like to me, that is absolutely damning for a major leaguer, and I know he's a great bunter. I love it. I love that thing where he pulls it down the first baseline, forces the first baseman to field it, and then just beats the pitcher there. Great. Find a way to get on if you can't hit the ball. But when you got when a sack fly is a big run and you have no confidence that you can even hit a fly ball, then that you're you're in a bad spot. Alec Manoa takes the bump today. How are you feeling about the rotation now that Ryu has a start under his belt as well? I feel a lot better if they were, um, you know, six games clear of, uh, of falling out of a, of a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's a really smart thing to do to give what has been a really good rotation a little bit of a breather by going six man and giving Ryu and Manoa both the opportunity to prove that they could be one of the guys that they lean on when it matters most. Uh, all those things are really good. And you look around Major League Baseball right now, and there aren't a lot of five-man rotations. Like, there's a lot of really good teams throwing bullpen days because they just don't have uh, depth at starter. And it's one of the things they didn't know if the Jays were going to have. And they've afforded themselves a real luxury here. And like Manoa, who obviously has been struggling a lot of this year, uh, and Ryu get to go, and you might not need one or either of them when it matters most. But what worries me a little bit is that you're only two games clear of the Boston Red Sox, mm-hmm. and you're you're using this time to figure out what you have. And we're getting into August uh, and deep August and real important games. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that are uh, that are over dramatizing this, and you can't throw Manoa in games that matter like this. It's like, hey man, you look around the league. Like the the Tampa Bay Rays are throwing bullpen days all of the time. Um, that's why they went out and got a pitcher. Like they, they, there's a bunch of teams that are playing meaningful games that are doing this. That's modern baseball. Um, but I I think that you know had they been four games clear, six games clear, I'd be a lot more comfortable with this. Either way, though, they will find out who they have and who they can lean on, and both those guys have been aces in the past. So this isn't a terrible thing to have your five and six starters trying to figure out if you've got something that 
in the past has been really, really good. This Orioles team, and you were talking about it a little bit earlier, but when you have a, a young group who get off to a great start and, and they kind of take the league by storm, they get out and, and they get to this point of the year and they're they're just it, it almost feels like everything is gravy for them. You've already exceeded expectations yeah. and everything it reminds me of what the Flames were in twenty one, twenty two until they ran into the Edmonton yeah. Oilers and everything went down the, the tunnel. But yeah. These teams are easy to cheer for, right? If it wasn't the Orioles, they'd probably be a team that a lot of people would be excited about. And just across sports in general, when you have these young teams that exceed expectations, yeah. this is what people love to watch. Yeah, and, and add to that, too, Maddie, is that it's a fan base that has literally been, like, uh, I can't say literally been, but they've been pooped on a lot. Uh, and by their own team. You know what I mean? Like, the, the Angelos have not treated this franchise all that well. And people just stopped going because they knew, I mean, they were, they were paying a first baseman who was hitting like my weight when I was in high school, right? Like they were paying people to go out there and play knowing they had absolutely no shot at anything. And they completely alienated their own fan base. And for that fan base to have this young team, and that excitement around it, like, uh, good on them for, for waiting it out. And I don't even know if they waited it out because it got to a point where there were like five, 6,000 people uh, at games in Baltimore. It was like Tampa 2 electric boogaloo. So to have that team be the young, excited team that, that ha- you know, kind of has taken everybody by storm, uh, I feel like, at least for the fans, because I don't know if ownership deserves all these high draft picks, but to be honest with you, high draft picks in baseball are not like any other sport. You still got to get them to the pros. You still got to be good. Like Rutschman is an absolute. Rutschman's so good. The yeah. team changed when they brought him up. Like yeah. he has brought a bit. Like it's unbelievable what he's brought to this team. And Gunnar Henderson looks like he's just. I don't know where he ends up, but like that's a big dude playing a spot that like normally you don't see that big a dude play. Like they got a lot of real young studs that are a lot of fun to watch. Um, did you hear the DeMarcus Ware uh, singing of uh, the Star Spangled Banner last night? I did. I did. I uh, thought he was better than Carl Lewis. Uh, w- well, that's like... <laughs> I don't know how low that bar is. Uh, but we're, we'll, we'll play a little bit of sample here for our listeners who didn't hear DeMarcus Ware uh, singing the old Star Spangled Banner last night. GVP, can we just play a little taste of it? A little taste of it for... Timmy, this, this is my here's my take on singing and broadcasting. I think they go hand in hand. Uh, a lot of us think we can do it, but only a few of us do it well. Yeah, yeah. When you say only a few of us do I, it well, I don't consider <laughs> myself. Now, are we, are we all in that group? Because I don't know if I'm comfortable with that, and I'm <laughs> I'm one of them. Um, well, the three of us yeah, are getting paid. I agree. Yeah, the three of us are getting paid to do yeah, it. So I guess yeah, that, that puts us in the good category. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have to. We didn't have to get inducted into some sort of hall of fame and then yeah. ask to do it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I I got, I got you there. I is that something that you'd want to do? Like, how does that go down? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, 
you know, like the, the, you know, Hey, it's great that I just made, um, you know, the greatest accomplishment in the history of football and, and get one of these gold jackets. But you know what I really want to do? What's that DeMarcus? Um, I'd like to sing the national anthem at the hall of fame game. Sorry. What? <laughs> You'd like to do what? Yeah. I, you, know, I, you know, I sing in the shower, I sing in the mirror, and uh, I'd really like yeah. to do this. <laughs> like, I just don't understand how you know that all the words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know the words. I know the words. I've always, yeah. uh, I've always wanted to like somehow be that person in like, you know, when the guy in uh, in Vancouver who chipped over the carpet was Mark Donnelly. Is yeah. that his name? Yeah. 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 Um, and one of the greatest moments of all time, like he took yeah. it too far, but I had heard that he's a great guy, really good dude. Sure. And folks in, uh, in the lower mainland had told me that his, um, his kids played hockey and before games, he would just belt out the anthem from the stand. <laughs> no way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I thought that's one of the greatest things. Was it? Yeah, and I gotta, it's, you know, it's awesome. I got, I got like a, I got a pretty big voice. Like, if yeah. if if I want you to hear me, you will hear me. Right. And every once in a while, I think like this would be really funny if I just started singing the national anthem before a big game. <laughs> or just start you know I mean? like, doing your job at like a kids game, like giving like actual like analysis of the kids. <laughs> there you go. Even better. Yeah. Even better. Um, I mean, Timmy, dads have asked me to do that for sure. Um, Timmy, you know what I've learned about Demarcus Ware singing the national anthem? That nobody in his life is honest with him. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great point. We all need people who are honest with us. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he has to be somebody yeah. who's, quote, real with him. It's like, uh, yeah, I should sing the national anthem. Actually, you're not very good. Like, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't think you should. I think that's a bad yeah, idea. Probably no. It's a no for me, dog, yeah. in the words of Randy Jackson. Good for you, DeMarcus Ware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I, I, I got gotcha. you. I, I understand you. Uh, yeah. And I'm also in the camp of if you have the privilege to do stuff that you want to do, go ahead and do it. Send it. So I, I, I yeah. hear, yeah, I, yeah, send it. I, I, uh, I see both sides of that coin, my friend. And. One day you might maybe you'll hear a story of Uncle Timmy uh, at a uh, at a U thirteen baseball game, <laughs> right. just belting out the words. That'd be great. Oh, Canada! Great. Uh, I, I think th- I know we've 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 held on to you too long here, but Maddie wants to ask you a Canadian football league question because you love you. Oh yeah, here we go. Well, I got it right. Like, are the Argos yeah. gonna lose to anybody this year? Well, they look like a wagon. Listen, oh, that hold on a second. The, the 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 Winnipeg Blue Bombers looked pretty good last night. <laughs> yeah, they that that was, I mean, listen, I know for I know that they their starting quarterback is out. Dade Evans went down, uh, but they look like a wagon. Like what was that? Like first possession, boom, and then second possession. Well, actually, first play of the second possession, boom. Um, you know, like Nick Dembski is having a year, and he's one of what like three real receivers. Like, I mean, we had Chad Kelly in studio, and uh, he seems to have found whatever it was that he was missing in his life. And let's be honest, like, this is a legit, legit star um, and has always had the talent and just needed to grow up. And it seems like he's grown up, 
and the Argos had already had some pieces in place. Um, I don't know, a week ago they had already had six receivers with 10 receptions or more. They've got a lot of pieces on that Argos team, but there are. it looks like Ted Adams back. I think BC's mm-hmm. real, uh, and Winnipeg's still really, really good, but you know, it's too bad no one gives a bleep in Toronto because the Argos are, are a real team. Yeah, and fun to watch. They'll be here in Calgary today. Yeah. The Stamps will try to handle their first loss with uh, Jake Mayer at the helm, who's had a little bit of a struggling year. But uh, nevertheless, yeah. away she goes. A little CFL talk never hurt anybody, Georgie. Exactly. It's always super hot here in Calgary. when we talk. Kenny about Lawler had 200 yards yesterday. Yeah, we, we have a C- yeah. So, Timmy, just real quick, we have a CFL fantasy league going on on the show. And mm-hmm. I insisted that we had five teams in the league, so someone's always on a bye, much like in the CFL. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, this is this is ours. Okay, these are yeah. for for the most part our kids. This is our game. The rest of the world supports domestic pro leagues. Yeah. You know that, Russick, because of your history and where your family's from. There are pro leagues there that aren't the best in the world, but they damn well support it. Yep. And we need to do that with the Canadian Football League because in this global society, yeah. Georgie, we're losing a lot of things that are distinctly Canadian. But you know our balls are bigger. You know what, Timmy? You know what I would love? I would love for you to get uh, on a plane, go down to Alabama, and in front of a Crimson Tide game, um, explain to people yeah. what the crossover is in the CFL. Yeah, well, I will. I will say this: <laughs> I can explain to people in Alabama how their game has changed to become a lot more like the CFL. Mm. How all these run-pass options mm-hmm. that you guys are running here with this Alabama offense were perfected in the CFL. I could tell them that the use of the slot back that they now employ at every level in American football, instead of that damn there triple option that they used to run there, we'll just have a running quarterback and have eight running backs running different ways, and we'll hand the ball off to one of them. One of these guys ain't going to know which guy got the ball, and they're all going to be fast, and we're going to try and get them. We'll have one big truck guy, and he'll run over a bunch of people. You know, all that, that's gone, because guys like Chip Kelly came up to Canada, and they studied what we were doing up here and how half of the rules changes that has gone on down south of the border is because they've watched the Canadian Football League and the rules and know, as true football people, that it's a better game. How about that, George Russick? You know what? After after that speech you just gave, you should damn well <laughs> sing the national anthem at your kids' baseball game today. <laughs> well, it's about to get started, and yeah. I'm standing in the parking lot, so I'm gonna I'm you gonna should. I'm gonna you get mark, I'm gonna mosey on get, out of here. You climb on top of the roof of your car, and you mark Donnelly, that oh, mother bleeper. Say, can you <laughs> see? <laughs> By the I take you over. I take you over to Marcus Ware anytime, anywhere, <laughs> any place. Uh, Timmy, great stuff. Uh, Thanks for this, pal. Uh, this was fun. Because there's Tim McAuliffe, host of uh, Sports at Central on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. 15-time Consumer's Choice Award winner at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast for pickup or delivery. <laughs> Call 403-248-3344. Um, the one rule change we didn't talk about last night. Um, if you catch the ball anywhere within the 25-yard line 
and try to take it out, they still put the ball at the 25-yard line in the NFL. Well, yeah, they could. Wait, what? So if you catch the ball in the end zone. On a kick return or a punt? On a kick return. Okay. On a kick return. And it, wait, I think it's even on a, is it on a punt? No, I don't think it's on a punt. But on a kick, it could be on a punt. I don't know. Wait, now I don't know. But on a kick return, if you get the ball, catch the ball, run it out of the end zone, and you get tackled on the one, they'll move it to the 25 anyway. What? To increase offense? Uh, to, I guess, try to, to you know, have – because everything was a touchback all the time, right? So they're – wanna... Oh, so they're trying to make more special teams plays. Which I thought the NFL was slowly moving away from special teams as a whole because they thought it was too dangerous. Yeah, well, that's an interesting rule change. Yeah, it's it just feels a new like kickoff counterintuitive yeah. to what they've been doing before. Yeah, here it is. Uh, uh, it is a touchback on the twenty-five yard line. Will never return and makes a fair catch on any kickoff inside the twenty-five. Oh, but he has to make a fair catch. Yeah, but I thought, and even if the punt lands, it's at the twenty-five. Now, too, if it lands in the uh, – it's a touchback. And it used to be the 20, wasn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. So they're moving it up. That's significant. Yeah, it is. So I, like, I don't know. I, I largely believe that special teams in the NFL is typically a waste of time because every punt, for the most part, is going to be a fair catch because the guys that are returning punts are so explosive that – yeah, if you're, you just don't you don't want to boot the ball as far as you possibly can and give that guy a look at the defenders charging towards him because he makes two moves and see ya he scored yeah. and and kick return it's frankly it, it's dangerous but yeah I don't know the CFL is a little bit different you have the wider field and you can create a whole much more stuff on special teams while also making it feel a little bit safer. Um, straight ahead, uh, your chance to win uh, two tickets to the Chasing Summer Festival this Saturday and Sunday at the Max Bell Center Festival Grounds. Uh, we told you earlier about our man Paul Bashaw, a 65-year-old retired t- truck driver who said he's won the triple crown of life, saw his Patriots win the Super Bowl, hit a hole-in-one in golf, and then just recently won a million dollars off a $20 scratch ticket. That's the triple crown of life. Super Bowl win for his team. Hole in one, lottery win. What is your triple crown of life? 960, 960, name and location. But first, calling all golf fans. Don't miss your chance to play alongside a PGA Tour legend at the Shaw Charity Classic presented by Rogers. Head to rogers.com slash Shaw Charity Classic for your chance to win. An opportunity for the winner and one guest to play alongside a PGA Tour champion on Wednesday, August 16th or Thursday, August 17th at SCC. Pro-Am at Canyon Meadows Golf and Country Club right here in Calgary. Admission for two tickets total for the winner and one guest to attend all the winners choosing at the 2023 Shaw Charity Classic at Canyon Meadows Golf and Country Club right here in Calgary. Contest closes August 10th at 11.59 p.m. Good luck. We're giving away tickets next. Ricky Romero at the top of the hour. Big Show, Russick and Rose, 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan at the top of the hour. Major League Baseball All-Star 
Ricky Romero, former Blue Jays pitcher, will join us. Mm-hmm. Alec Manoa getting the start tonight for the Jays in Boston in what is now a crucial series for the Blue Jays. Uh, I have a question on Alec Manoa. Okay. Is he for st- Ricky or me? No, for you. Okay. Is he still the big Puma? Until he isn't. Well. He was good his last start. Well. Yeah, I would say he is. Okay. Okay. Good. And it, and we'll wrap up the week like we do on Fridays uh, with the Speargrass Golf Show. We're giving away a uh, round uh, for four golfers. Free round at Speargrass to wrap up the week at 8.30 when we do the Speargrass Golf Show. Looking forward to it. You got any uh, suggestions for how we're going to give that thing away? The Speargrass Golf Show? Yeah. No. Not really. I'll I'll think of something. Mm. Hey, right uh, now, though. I had something else that came up that I wanted to mention to you from yesterday's show before we get to that, though. Okay. Um, remember how we were talking about how I, I'm definitely a doctor? Yeah. Brother got the diagnosis. Yeah. Sprained AC joint. Your boy was No correct. way. Yes. For real. Thank you, GVP. So, yeah, now I'm putting MD in all my email signatures. So You should. Uh, there's that. Yeah, that's not fraudulent at all. Um, <laughs> but well, how fraud is like for? so wishy-washy. I don't know. He's got like a big boys trip out to Vancouver, Victoria this weekend. So I'm like, you're not going to be back for a while, dude. You got to rest that thing, and you're about yeah. to go on a little bit of a bender. So Listen, you're, you're going to come anything, back, and the other one's going to be goof too. Listen, your medical acumen is second to none. I Listen. You guys, if you have any anything you need me to diagnose, just send me what's going on on the text line, and I'll I'll get yeah. it done for you. I'll tell you exactly yeah. what you're dealing with. No Dr. problem, Doctor Maddie. Yeah, anybody, uh, anybody can be Doctor Rose. Any- you know, we, yeah. you wouldn't use a doctor's first name. That's super disrespectful. Right. You're, but you're right. Nice work. Yeah, Doctor Rose. Hey, if Jill Biden can be a doctor, anybody can. All right. Um, straight ahead. Um, we're giving away. Two tickets to the Chasing Summer Festival, uh, which goes down tomorrow and Sunday at the Max Bell Center Festival grounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some good headlines. Tomorrow's headliners, uh, Tiesto, Griffin, James Hype, Sunday, Zed, Seven Lions, Jaws. Boom. I love that you said that they're good, like you would heard of any of them. Like uh, Tiesto, you've probably heard of. I, maybe. Like He's pretty big. He's been in Vegas for years and years and years. But, yeah, we had some, what, that was Jaws coming into the SAG? Yeah. An absolute banger. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what that was. I had no idea. Yeah. Come check the flow. Very okay. good. <laughs> okay. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Uh, you did a great job at the end of the Rose Report. Talking about a Massachusetts man. It's a tough one. Saying he's finally won the triple crown of life. He won a million-dollar scratch ticket two weeks after the guy just retirement. Just gave his two weeks retirement notice. Bought a $20 scratch ticket. Boom. Won a million dollars. His triple crown of life was this. Seeing his beloved New England Patriots win a World Series. Check. Hole in one in golf. Check. Five years ago, win the lottery. Check. Just did it. He's married. I don't know if kids are on his uh, triple crown of life list, but that don't matter because that wasn't part of his list. He's at the triple crown of life. He can essentially die tomorrow a happy man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that That sounds like, you know, it, once you've spent the million dollars, then yeah, sure. Hang them up by all means. Um, what is your triple crown of life? 960, 960, name and location. Uh, if you make us laugh here, we got about five minutes to do this. Uh, and then uh, you win the tickets. It's that simple. It's that easy. Um, 
Probably the number one personality on the radio station, our Sportsnet 960, the fan texting robot texting, McTexterson, along with you and Pat Steinberg, are the superstars of Sportsnet 960. Yeah, well, yeah. We're, we're the big wheels. Yeah, there's there's no question. Um, yeah. He joins us to help us uh, with today's contest. Oh, Texty, what do you have uh, for the listeners so far? Wedley in Bridalwood. My triple crown of life. Cheering all things Toronto with George. Softball with Rose. <laughs> operating the 960 board with Dumas. Mm. Okay. Pandoran! Pandoran! See, Wedley, I love the text. Um, but the problem is, Patty Dumas doesn't work the board. He's no. the producer. GVP turns r- works like, the board. Like, that would be that would be cutting GVP's grass. Yeah, no, Patty usually just sits in between us and... Um, you know, I don't know what he does during the show. He does a he lot of produces. stuff around the show. Yeah, he produces. produces. He, yeah, it makes well, he, it. He yeah, makes his, makes the production produce. His work is more uh, during the day yes. when the show's not on, which yes. is vitally important. Yeah, he makes sure that the things are in order so we can come in and just you know, yes, slide but, through the three hours. Come out the other radio, side. We could be eliminating positions left and right here in radio any day. So he might be working the board one day. Sorry, GVP. <laughs> I'm just getting cut out here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry, dog. I it's, don't know what this guy does either. See ya. <laughs> Dip your cap. It was fun. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Hey, thanks, Ciao, guys. ciao. Yeah. All right. Nice to meet you. Yeah. yeah. See you never. Yeah. Oh, we'll get together for beers. Uh, how many times, uh, Maddie, have you seen Alex Brody since he's left? <laughs> uh, one time when I crossed him on the street and I was like... yes. Ah, I had my dog and oh, avoiding was, eye contact. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I know this guy, but yeah, I I was yeah. Never mind. It, yes, it was not good. I saw Alex in front of my building once since he's left. Yeah, that's pretty that much it. it. I think maybe he's listening. Hi, Alex. Miss you. He could be listening. Probably uh, he's not. just doing stuff for the dub. We <laughs> wish Alex uh, the best. <laughs> we should uh, for the fall. Like we gotta we gotta fill the void of Brody on the beat. Yes. Like GVP on the street works. Yep. But but does GVP want to go do that? I had an idea of going to like the cheap seats of sporting games or something like that and talking to the more rowdier fans. Cheap cool. seats, GVP. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. GVP in the cheap seats? Sure. Mm. Just get I, don't you, mind, like, I don't hate that idea. One season ticket on the very last row. No, he gets the... a pass. We'll get him a pass. <laughs> no, I want him to have his own seat that people can like go and see him at. That, like his own section with his own. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, well. No, but problem. it has to be the upper deck. Yeah, like I'm yeah, talking like, the top of the dome. I mean, like it's got to be like the last row of the building. Yeah. Like a little club. Instead of like a little clubhouse. Yep. Listen, we're building all sorts of things in the saddle home. They're getting a blimp. They're getting a. <laughs> yeah. They're getting a little GVP a- office allegedly. up in the nosebleeds. How about I drive the a blimp? Line, there was a. You can ri- fly <laughs> yeah. the blimp yeah. with there remote you control. You can be a blimpist. <laughs> Apparently, there was a blimp in the early 2000s during the Hitman game. Yeah, rumor has it. Apparently, blimps aren't a new idea at sporting events. Nobody said they were. <laughs> I thought we were reinventing we the wheel. No, what? I just said I just said there should be a blimp during the intermissions at Flames games at the Dome. Just stay away from the Flames, otherwise it'll be all the humanity. <laughs> just, 
Does does the fact that it shoots out Wranglers tickets is that that is yeah. that new or is it- and they can have like a do you remember those little army man parachutes when you were a kid? Oh yeah, of course. You'd yeah, throw you them can off the parachute balcony. down. Yeah, they have little parachutes and the tickets <laughs> just float down. Well, they would do that with the pizza slices last year. Remember that? Yeah, throw the piece of pie, and then they used to do it from the inside of the catwalk, and they'd throw but it on instead, the ice by accident or over the ports. But instead. <laughs> It needs a blimp to deliver said coupons and tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. that would be good. What else we got from Texty? Do we? Do we got something? We got an. We got another text there, boys. Court in Tuscany. Okay. Triple crown of life is oh, crushing my enemies, seeing them driven before me, hearing the lamentation of their women. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Court, that's aggressive. Oh my goodness. <laughs> But I appreciate the effort. Crushing my enemies. Like a grape. in the lamentation of their women. This guy, that's archaic. Yeah, uh, there's a lot uh, flying in. Oh, right it's awfully nice of the Roman Empire, Emperor to text in today. All the way from Tuscany. Great job. Yeah, Toscana. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, all right, let's keep so them rolling. So hot this time of year. My goodness. Jamie and Airdrie, Redneck Triple Crown. Seven Chicken McNuggets in your six-pack. Release the handle in time for the perfect pump at the gas station. PBR is on sale at the liquor store. <laughs> Fist pump. I like that one, Jamie. <laughs> that's that's a nice tidy one. You could do that in a weekend. No problem. Oh, but finding seven nugs in a pack of six? The, that's the hardest one to find. But I am also yeah. saying that those could easily happen within a three-day portion of each like, other. If, Whereas our boy it, had to wait like what? The Patriots won their last Super Bowl, or I guess the first one, like yeah, well, a long time ago. Yeah, and then you had him hit the hole in one five years ago, and then he won the lottery. Like that's that's like a twenty three year span to knock off his three things. This yeah. guy, you could do all three of those in a weekend. Like I saw, I saw intern Ben and Alex uh, work at McDonald's. They could probably, if they went to a McDonald's where those two dudes are working the window. <laughs> You oh, probably get a pack of nugs. Probably get extra nuggets, extra yep. fries. You get straws. The bags all when you crumpled yeah, when you get it. Straws when you didn't order any drinks. Yeah. Things like that. Um, a lot of these are flying in right now. Uh, let's get to more from Texty. I do like the Jamie one. That's a good one. Curtis in Copperfield. My triple crown. Cutlet Parmigiana from Spolombos. Hot wings at BPS with BPS Ranch. Fired up from Banded Peak. There it is. <laughs> okay. Uh Spolumbos, you gotta you gotta go, dude. So good. Okay. Uh the hot wings at BP's with BP's ranch. Is that just Boston pizza? I guess. Mm. Mm. Like if yeah, I I don't consider myself a wing snob, but <laughs> But would you say that the best wings are at <laughs> Boston Pizza? I would, pro- <laughs> would probably say no. <laughs> probably say no. Uh, checks the sponsor list. Uh, yeah. uh, Boston Pizza, Boston we love pizza, you. Boston Anytime pizza, you Boston pizza, us. Boston Pizza. No, they're not on here. No, uh, don't love the wings. No. Uh, how many more we got, boys? That w- that was it from the first run. Uh, getting getting some more in now. Finally, and get some uh, get some good ones for you next break. Well, so we're not giving away the tickets now, I guess. Unless you liked some one liar. of those. <laughs> I do like Jamie and Airdrie. 
Here, how about this? We can go through some of these uh, diagnoses. I can uh, try and address some of these. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, there, we, we, we did get a text for Dr. Rose. Um, <laughs> hey, from Robin Lethbridge. Dr. Rose, I have a rash down below. Can I send a pic? By all means, Rob, please yeah, send a pic. Yeah, it in. Matt Rose YYC on Twitter. Let me have it. Yeah, Matt would love to see that rash that you have there. I'm going to go with poison ivy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not seeing all of the symptoms so far, but that's that's yeah. my early guess. Poison ivy. All right, so we're going to wait that a little bit. That or gangrene. On the tickets. All right, let's wait then. <laughs> Give people more chances. Although Jamie Nairdry, I think, is the clubhouse leader. I, where is Jamie Nairdry here? I can't see it. All right. Uh, Ricky Romero next. We'll sort things out during the break. But first, uh, Matt. Mm, what did you know what that we're heading into a long weekend are we you know what that means what does that mean oh we got a golf uh, <laughs> oh, our friends yeah, buddy our friends at speargrass golf course are waiting for you with stunning views 18 championship holes and perfectly manicured greens book your tee time now Along with the awesome golf, Speargrass has a brand new event center with an outdoor patio, couches, the outdoor fire tables as well. It's a great place to have a beer after the round for your corporate event or tournament. They can host at uh, from 24 to 150 people. And we've been out there, George. We've seen the new facility. It looks great. Um, I'm, I'm excited to get out there and see if there's any events coming up that uh, might fit the bill for me. Uh, they do have some fun events coming up at Speargrass Golf Course, like a ladies' scramble August the 17th. There's a men's scramble coming up September the 13th. You can sign up for those right now. There are still a few spots available. Uh, we played in the scramble yesterday, George. Uh, my favorite part is when you make the first putt and everyone else doesn't have to go through and line up all their putts and everything like that. I know you, you're you more of a just rip the drive down the fairway and we'll figure out the rest along the way type of guy, but mm-hmm. you, you need to fill a role on your scramble team, right? It's true. And I'm glad you were uh, Mr. Uh, Clutch Putter. Uh, no, I, no, 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 no. I didn't say that. Okay. I said I like to hit those putts. I didn't say I did that once. I've seen you roll some beautiful putts at Speargrass Golf Course. I have not uh, get, been going so well lately. Uh, get around uh, today at Speargrass Golf Course, Calgary's most friendly and relaxed golf experience, just 30 minutes southeast of Calgary. Book your tee time online now at speargrass.ca. Ricky Romero next. Big Show, Russick and Rose, 960 The Fan.